Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is your life today. We are back on a Tuesday night and... My, what a very interesting weekend it's been. As you remembered, I did go to the Poconos. I enjoyed my little mini vacation. And I pretty much went there to go see my friends again. Because let's face it, with COVID and the restrictions and the Delta variants and so many other things, I didn't get to see all my friends. I couldn't. But the ones that I did hang out with, I had a great time. You know, even if we didn't do much, for one thing, I hiked a four, what was it, four plus miles hiking with a brand new dog that a good friend of mine actually have. She was like a hybrid poodle. I don't know what the hell it was, honestly, but it was so cute. And it was still a baby. It's like a year old. Still, it's a baby. It's a baby. And, uh... Overall, I had a great time, especially Sunday with football. Now that the NFC, uh, I was about to say NFC, <laughs> I was literally about to say NFC. The NFL is back. Week two, we are in. And uh, hey, man, you know me. You know because of Tara Strong. You know because of Ravens from the Teen Titans, and you know the Teen Titans themselves. I am a Ravens fan. I'm a Titans fan. My two biggest teams that I always support are the Ravens and Titans. Everything else is like few and far between. And it's so funny because whenever I say that and people are always, you know, baffled on how I'm not a Giants fan or a Jets fan, even though I should be a Jets fan because back in 2015, they were actually sponsored by Marvel at the time. If you remember 2015, it was the release of Avengers Age of Ultron, which is basically, you know, the sequel to the Avengers. And it was during that time where Marvel was really sponsoring the Jets very well where if you would go to a game and I'm remembering this, you know, very vividly where you would go to a game and you had the potential to actually buy a Hulk bobblehead. Now, the thing with me is I was never really a big Hulk fan, but I remembered around that time I dated someone that was a huge Hulkamaniac, not that type of Hulkamaniac. I mean, yeah, you know what? You know what I mean? Hulk, Hulk Hogan, what you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do when the whole world goes round on you? I, I can't do the fucking voice, but you know what I'm trying to say. So I should be a Jets fan, but the fact is, I'm not because Giants and Jets are always fucking losing. They're always letting me down. For some odd reason, they can never get their shit together, especially the Jets. I mean, goddamn, like, maybe bottom three of the entire NFL. Holy shit, guy. So that's why I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to go into football, Ravens is where it's at because it has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. It has nothing to do with any of the other team members. It's just the fact that when I saw Tara Strong at Comic-Con a couple years ago and... Raven is my waifu. I don't care what anybody says. No one's going to take Raven away from me. She is awesome with her sarcastic personality. She is funny. She is great. Fucking love her. Always a, now I'll always be a Ravens fan no matter what. And Titans, same thing. Love the Teen Titans. Eh, on the show right now currently, but that's all it is. Anyway, Ravens, 
have done extremely well beating the Chiefs 36-35 this past game. So I am really happy for that. I am so happy and I can't wait for the next game. But enough talking about football because this is not a football podcast. This is a comic book podcast, a movie, shows, games, news, or whatever the case may be podcast. And there's really nothing much to go on except what the controversy of what happened over Sunday night where the Emmys took place. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until I heard of, of it from my the radio show that I'm currently working in literally just, what, a day ago? Yeah, like around two days ago. And I'm like, wait, the Emmys, really? It happened? And this is, what ha- this is why I don't have cable, because I don't really hear a lot of the news of what goes on, especially in the outside world. And yet, there's a lot of controversy going on, well, I wouldn't say a lot, you know, to me, it's not controversial. To some people, I get it. Where WandaVision, 23 nominations, 23 nominations, and not one, a single one. Not one, any of them. Not one. They won MTV Awards. Oh, trust me, they won MTV Awards. But the Emmys, which is Basically, I, I treat the Emmys like a stepbrother or like a little sibling of the Oscars and the Golden Globes. Because usually when shows or movies or any type of production win those mini awards, it's usually an indication of what awards they're actually going to win for the Oscars. And none of that happened. None of it. So we're going to talk about that and more and why I don't really see this as that much of a big deal. And I may get some hate for it, but hey, you know what? It's my podcast, it's my show, and I speak my mind. Also, since we're going to go into this first, we actually have a interesting trailer on a character that I've never heard of before. And uh, is it Marvel really scraping the bottom of the barrel? Or is this a way to actually give us something new something interesting, and something that a lot of fans weren't asking, and yet, maybe there shouldn't be a problem. All that plus our superhero quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shoutout to someone that has worked her ass off to get to where she is now. This shoutout goes to... Victoria Alonso. She is now promoted to being president of physical and post-production, visual effects, and animation production for Marvel Studios. Now, I know a lot of people don't really know much about who the actual people are that works behind the scenes, but this woman has tremendous credibility. I believe she worked with Marvel for now over 15 years, and she has been a tremendous work in terms of bringing and helping to bring the epic visual effects and the epic post-production in terms of what we see at the big screen. Anywhere from Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Avengers, Endgame, Infinity War, the list goes on and on. And the fact that she's actually taking a major role to become president of the entire production, I wouldn't say the entire production, but the main production in terms of what we see on the big screen is huge. It's huge because now she has a strong eye since she has tremendous credibility. She actually has a strong eye in terms of what something can look from bad to fucking spectacular. 
and considering I get it with the whole diversity thing I get it but this is this is nothing to do with diversity I, I shouldn't mention that I apologize I should not mention that this is a case of someone that has worked her ass off for so many years has gotten to where she is now and continue to set the bar tremendously like ever before it's not the fact that she's a woman it's the fact that she has worked hard to the best of her ability and that is something to commend that is something to get inspired by that is something to truly truly respect and maybe this is my way of throwing my hat in the mix but I'm hoping maybe one day I get to meet her one day and I would love to be part of the production as a voice actor in some way shape or form you know that's just me throwing my hat in but nevertheless congratulations to Victoria Alonzo I know she is going to do bigger and better things Here's a specific quote uh, from one of the, let's see, for, uh, excuse me, from Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige himself. Victoria has been an incredible partner and part of our team since the very first Iron Man. You see, she's worked there for over 10 years. She is one of the most dynamic, candid, and accessible executives in the industry. We're thrilled that she'll continue to be, uh, we are thrilled, getting tongue tied here, we're thrilled that she'll be. We are thrilled that she'll continue to be by our side in this elevated role as we lead Marvel Studios into the future. So bigger and better things are going to happen for her. I cannot wait to see what type of work that she will include in terms of picking out, in terms of putting forward for us to see. And uh, the sky's the limit. And like I said, if someone like her can do it, work her ass off to get to where she is now, then... I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, that you are inspired in some way, shape, or form, especially to a strong female like that. And I'm not trying to make fun of her because she's a female. No, I'm actually commending of how great work that she has done. Because like I said, strong credibility goes a long way. If you can prove yourself on paper and through your projects and whatever it is that you do, you get my vote. You get my vote. It's as simple as that. So congratulations to Victoria Alonso continue to be a badass that you are and like I said maybe one day hopefully I get to work with you or even for you that'd be fucking awesome that'd be sweet that's what we have for the shout outs let's go into the first thing we're going to talk about a monkey coming on Hulu from Marvel that comes right in a bit I'm pretty sure I was surprised, like anyone else, when they ended up seeing the trailer for Marvel's new show coming up on November 17th, Hit Monkey. Now, I have to be honest, I don't know anything about this character. I don't I never even knew a character like this existed. I mean, let's face it, the only monkey character that I actually know is the monkey detective from DC Comics, and I only know about him because I remembered reading either year two or year three of the Injustice comic book, and I recognized who the monkey was. He's like one of the greatest detectives ever, aside from Batman, of course. But now we have Marvel's new show, Hit Monkey, coming out in November, 
and the trailer looks interesting. He's like a an assassin type of a James Bond type of a thing. And for one thing, judging by the voice casting, I mean, I already see in front of me in my note, it's in my notes. The voice casting to me already looks spot on. I mean, you got Jason Sudeikis, you got Olivia Munn, you got George Takai. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name, uh, Takai. You got Ali Ali Maki, uh, Nobi Nakanishi, and Fred Tatarasiore. Tatasior. Tatasiori. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing those names. Um, I should be good on my Japanese, but I'm not. Deal with it. Anyway, talk about a character that we've never even asked before, and yet we're going to get... For one thing, it's all animated, which means that we're most likely going to get a lot of slice and dice and a lot of blood and guts and, you know, considering the fact that it's on Hulu and, of course, it's something that I've already seen in the trailer that they're going to be slightly graphic, chances are we're going to get something way more than what we bargained for. Not even bargain. I can't even say that word because, like I said, I don't think anyone even expected this. This just came out of the blue. It just came out of nowhere. With all of the shows coming out on Disney+, Plus, you would think that maybe there would be something to look forward to mostly because, as anything else from canon shows or something that we follow the storylines, we always look forward to something that's new, something that's different, and something to continue on the story. But this is different. This just came out of left field out of nowhere. And... I don't really have much of a problem with it because, for one thing, like I said, it's like the Eternals is what I feel about the Eternals. I don't know anything about this character, but I'm now intrigued and I'm interested to know more. I do know that I googled Hitmonkey the other day in time for this podcast, and I know he has some kind of relation to Deadpool. Why does he have a relation to Deadpool? I have no idea. Maybe it's the fact that these characters are very wacky. Maybe it's the fact that these characters could be just outside like outside of the blue so to speak or it's just so random that they had to put these characters together and I remembered I believe Deadpool was supposed to get an animated show by the FX or Fox this was sometime around last year that they made the announcement and for some odd reason we either never got the show or they're taking a very very long time to produce but yet Hulu out of nowhere came up with something like this so Is it something to look forward to? Yeah, I honestly believe it is. I said about this when I was watching Shang-Chi last week where it was good for something to be different. Something that doesn't have to follow the traditional comic book in terms of the Marvel phase in general, the MCU in general. Because let's face it, we've all been bombarded with so many of the movies that has went on from 2008 all the way till now. We're like maybe a number 25 or 26 movies in general, not including the television shows on Disney+. Plus. So we are just bombarded and we are just overrun with so much content in terms of the Marvel phase in general. There's strong argument to be made that maybe a lot of us are getting fatigued by what it is that's being in front of us. So... I don't know if this was Disney's decision. It has to be Disney's decision because obviously Hulu is owned by Disney. This has to be Disney's decision where they're like, okay, we know Disney Plus is doing their thing. And even though we're partners with them, 
Let's try to do something different. Let's give the fans, let's give a casual viewer or even hardcore viewers, for example, because like I said, they would know much more about who this character is. Let's give them something that we know is out of left field, is completely random, but it could be something fun. Something fun. Something, maybe not silly, but something fun. And that's what I, that's what I believe when I watch a trailer like this. And like I said, it has a very impressive voice cast. The animation looks good. I believe one of the other characters, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was one of the female characters that was actually in this trailer as well. Maybe the next time when I come back, it'll probably hit me or I'll just forget about it until I actually see the show. But I'm intrigued. I really am. Hitmonkey by Marvel. Marvel's Hitmonkey. From what I see, it's a monkey that has this tribe assassinated. It's, it always has to do with something that it comes to, to revenge, doesn't it? To the fact that you have your whole clan and you have your whole family wiped out by a figure force or whatever. And yet you are coming for revenge and you decided to put on a suit with some glasses and you decided to kick some ass and use a Japanese katana and just slice and dice your way to get to the top. And then when all that is said and done, you realize, you know what, you can use your powers for good. Pretty much, I just literally described the most super cliche thing a superhero can ever freaking do. But hey, you know what? It's why we're fans. And it's why we continue to watch this for a living. Now, what am I expected or what should I expect from watching the show? Nothing much, really. Because like I said, it's something fun. It's not something, obviously, it's not something we ask for. But hey, whether it's good content or bad content... Disney is putting out content, and I'm going to watch it no matter what. It's something new, something different, and I like different, especially when it comes to a monkey. So the fact that it is in animated form, which means, and that's another thing, it's an animated form, it's 2D animation. We have way more freedom, or we, they have way more freedom to do whatever it is they want. So if it's rated TVMA, or rated R, or, you know, for mature audience, that means that we're going to get a lot of the superb violence that a show is supposed to have when it comes to mature themes. Because let's face it, Disney has always pulled back when it comes to things like that. And it, in fact, it was actually one of my greatest criticisms. I don't remember if I spoke about this before, but it's actually one of my greatest criticisms when it, com when it came to Marvel's What If Episode 6, the zombie episode. I feel like that episode should have been Way more graphic than what it was, but due to the fact that it's under the Disney banner, it's under the MCU banner, which means some of it has to be tamed. And I'm like, dude, you're dealing with freaking zombies. Give us some munching. Give us some blood and guts. Like, give us something. Nope. All of it, PG-13, 30 minutes, everything is rushed right through. Take it or leave it. This is the content we're providing you. Deal with it. Fucking Deal with it. Although I have to say, Marvel's Wanda, zombie Wanda, she looks terrifying as fuck. And I would not want to mess with someone like that. I really wouldn't. But as I said, something to look forward to, something new, something interesting. Marvel's Hit Monkey coming November 17th on Hulu. Mark your calendars down. I know I just did. Now, Moving on to 
I wouldn't say the main meat of the podcast episode, but let's talk about the Emmys for the next few minutes, 10 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, who, who, who the hell knows? Let's talk about Marvel's WandaVision. WandaVision has won, I'm sorry, let me rephrase, nominated for 23 Emmy Awards, won none of it. Not, and they were pulling for Elizabeth Olsen. They were pulling for Katherine Hahn. They were pulling for so many people to get some kind of recognition. And they do have recognition. But they were pulling for so many of them to win an Emmy. And all of a sudden, it's a One Division snub. It's a One Division snub. And there are so many people that are diehard One Division fans that are so pissed off to the point where this is rigged. This is bullshit. This is this and this is that. Here's my take on it. And if I have to be honest, there's a huge part of me that doesn't really care. And I know that's wrong to say, but there's a huge part of me that doesn't really care because as I said earlier at the beginning of this show, the Emmys are nothing more than a stepbrother or a little sibling to the Oscars. The Oscars is where it really counts. Of course, the Oscars mostly focus on movies, blockbuster films, things like that. And the Emmys, if you truly think about it, could be for television shows in a way that's always been for a very long time. But when it comes to Marvel in general, or superhero content in general, you have to understand that due to the competition that it is facing off against, it can only do so much in terms of getting recognized or winning an actual award. I'll give you an example. Just recently, I believe this was last year, Black Panther, or probably the year prior, because last year we had COVID, the year prior, Black Panther won three Oscar awards and most of them were due to technical things best soundtrack or best costume design or best uh, technical direction things like that not once did a Marvel movie from back then till now or any superhero movie has actually won something like best picture or best actor best leading actress you know uh, leading support um, you know those types of awards And you can actually chalk it up to the competition that it's always facing, where there are much more superior films that could deserve that type of recognition and that has earned those type of awards. But then when you look at someone like Joker, when Joaquin Phoenix won tons of awards and an Oscar for his role in the movie Joker, there is a direct comparison to this. Now, I'm sure you're probably thinking to yourself, Garcia, what are you trying to say? That these movies are certainly better? In a way, yeah. In a way, yeah. And I'll explain. What is the difference between a film and a movie? And it's something that I learned a long time ago and it still resonates with me to this day. A film is art. A movie is entertainment. Marvel, the MCU, is and always has been and will always be entertainment the Oscars or any awards whether it's Emmys Golden Globe MTVs or whatever the case may be mostly focus on films that represents strong art now I understand there's some controversy to what I just said maybe I'm a little bit contradicting because there has been many cases in the past I can't think of it off the top of my head where there have been certain films purely entertainment purposes that has actually won Oscars but like I said these are technical awards there is not one the big 
big thing. I mean, hell, what was that Guillermo del Toro film that won an Oscar, what, five or six years ago? It's something to do with the fish. The Shape of Water? Yes, The Shape of Water. I mean, hell, two years ago or three years ago, Parasite won like three or four Oscars. Three or four of them. And I believe one of them was for Best Picture. I believe. This is, don't quote me on this. I'm just remembering. And I recently saw Parasite and I'm like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. When it comes to Marvel in general, yeah, you have the same feeling, but a lot of the films, a lot of those movies are not really art types of films. They're more for entertainment purposes. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. Not to mention, and let's face facts here, the MCU for clearly over a decade has been focusing on Marvel movies. They focus on movies. WandaVision is the first show where they actually dipped into television. That's a fact. It is the first one to actually dip their toe into television. And let's face it, it's not perfect. I'm being completely honest. It was not perfect. I understand people love the, it was Agatha all along, that shit. And, you know, Olsen did a fantastic view. Uh, Fantastic. With the emotions and the, you know, switching from on and off. And I mean... God damn, she actually plays this character very well. In fact, she's my fe- favorite female character in the MCU by far. By far. But does all of that translate to winning an Emmy when you have when you were literally facing off against other strong competition that Nuff or Nothing has done a better job in terms of telling a story, production, value, post-production, behind the scenes, costume design, soundtrack, everything else that goes into a show or movie in general. The fact that you got nominated in general, again, you got nominated in general, this is why, and I kid you not, you want to know a secret if you don't know about this already, this is why there's been strong argument for the Oscars to actually have a separate award genre that's directly linked to superhero movies in general. They were actually contemplating this for a while now. And this has, I think it's been brought up last year, but it's been snubbed off a little bit. I don't know if they're going to bring it back, and I don't remember if it's actually a thing. But again, they were contemplating doing a separate genre focusing on superhero films because they felt like with the amount of work that they've been putting in for over a decade now, they deserve more recognition. Whether I think that's good or bad, it has no relevance whatsoever. But the fact is, this proves that, yeah, they put tremendous work into their craft and they should be recognized. Do they deserve their own Oscar genre just because they're not winning as many awards as, let's say, these other films are? That's debatable. That's very debatable. So, again, you need to understand, the whole WandaVision thing getting nominated for 23 Emmys, winning none of them, it's really not that big of a deal. It's it's really not. Maybe to, maybe to the actors and the actresses that has worked so hard to get to where they are now, maybe it is a big deal for them. And maybe. I, 
I'm just a fan and this is my perspective. But it's really not that big of a deal, guys. This, this should not even be brought up by conversation. You got 23 nominations, okay? You won none of them. So what? So what? You're still doing your thing. You're still making a shitload of movies. You're still winning millions of dollars, getting paid handsomely by Disney, assuming they don't do into another lawsuit. And on top of all of that, you're still making more films and you'll be a part of more movies where you have a better chance of winning an actual award, one that truly, truly matters. And I'm not saying that the awards that Black Panther has won doesn't matter. I'm saying there are some awards that are worth more than others. So with that being said, at the end of the day, WandaVision, you didn't win any Emmys. Who gives a shit? Who who cares? Who gives a shit? It should not matter. It should not matter the tremendous hard work that you have put in. There are others, there is constantly other work that you are facing off against, especially since it's your first time dipping into the role of television, and not to mention, and if I have to be honest, the ending sucked. It fucking sucked. Like, there's no ands, if, or buts about it. I'm still salty about the Quicksilver thing. I'm still, I'm still salty about the rush production at the ending of the film. I don't care if it was product, uh, COVID's fault. I don't care about that. You, what You gave us what you gave us. The ending kind of sucked. Should you get an Emmy for that? Not really. And of course, like I said, there's always tremendous other opportunities for you to get any types of awards. And like I said, the Emmys, eh, eh. Who who gives a shit? Who cares? Oh my goodness, that was my that was that's pretty much my phone alarm. I, I've pretty much talked and ranted long about that. That's all there is to it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions or if you disagree with me in any way, shape, or form, you know what to do. If you want to have a one-on-one session with me in terms of going up against me and saying that I'm full of shit, then by all means, let me know. Let me know. Hit me up, Outside the Comics Volume 2. Hit me up, Voice of Garcia on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what your questions are. Let me know what your concerns are. And by all means, by all means, let's have a good discussion. We're all adults here. It is what it is. And I have my opinion just as much as you. And I'm interested to see, to hear what you have to say. And that's all there is to it. Now, before we take off, let's go into our superhero quote of the day, since this is episode 141, and this one is from, since we talked about it, and we might as well discuss it, Wanda Maximoff herself. While I live, and until I die, I am an Avenger. And my reaction to that is, what you do, and who you are, you keep at that, Until the day you stop breathing. Take with it what you will. Guys, have a great night. I will come back on, was it Thursday night? No, Friday night. I will come back Friday night or Friday afternoon where we will talk more on all the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be. Remember, just a week and a half more. A week and a half more for Venom. Let there be carnage. Ooh, I can't wait. 
Always remember, when it comes to everything that I mentioned, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, don't forget to Hulk smash that like button to support me if you want to continue supporting me and doing what you do best. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.